Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. that there are people who just choose to listen to this but who know enough about parasocial relationships that they don't actually follow us on anything right i want to know what they think we look like right i would love to know yeah any you know cartoon characters vibes (laughs) just roast us (laughs) (laughs) oh that would really feed my ego yeah i'm definitely lightning mcqueen (laughs) that's the correct ciao baby And you're the Italian car, the little oh, like <laughs> ones that fix. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I think it would be sacrilege to be the Pope Mobile, but I do love the cars. Oh Pope my Mobile. god, <laughs> so funny. Okay, yeah, no, actually, that's the correct answer. Yeah, just burning <sighs> internally in hell <laughs> as the Pope Mobile. Our intern Taylor is Mater. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I need someone. Here's my question for you all. I need you all to let me know who the Twilight uh, characters are as uh, cars. Fuck. In the cars universe. Yeah, that is yep. really important, actually. Um, <laughs> we don't often like to give homework, but this is mandatory, actually. <laughs> so in order to keep listening, you have, to, you have to fill out that form. Thank you. Welcome into Twilight. You now have homework. Yeah, you're over welcome. Winter break. Yeah, sorry about that. Yikes. Oops. How are you? What did you have homework? I, <laughs> what was your homework? What was my homework? <laughs> I I don't know that we assigned homework last week. How are you? I'm uh, great. Now I'm uh, panicked about like a, a missing like a, it's like I forgot I had a test today. You know, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, God. Um, that's my life. I want to bring a show to the space here. I'm so excited, and I want to divert you to discovery plus which we know is a sort of a villain character as of this moment as far as streaming right. goes we're not like a huge fan right um but for what they have there is trixie motel oh my god okay the show's been out for a hot minute i am late to this but it is a show because i keep seeing tiktoks from people staying at Trixie Mattel's motel, and I'm like, that seems really cute and fun. And turns out there's a whole fucking television program about, like, you know, renovating an old musty motel that she bought with her partner to, like, make her drag fantasies into a motel. I hear audience approval. (laughs) Yes, the Um, beeps are are pro. (laughs) I... I am obsessed with this concept. I love a renovation. Yeah. I love HGTV, but it, but on Discovery, which makes it more unhinged. Yes, but it's like, you know, sometimes they, they get it right. But like, there was, there's been some like renovation motel shows in the past of like on Netflix that I watched because I like to see it, but I hated every moment of it because all of their design stuff was 
not my cup of tea and was very like sure. Instagram girl boss situations. But this is right. like, let's just make, you know, Liza Minnelli a pink party in a motel. And I'm like, check oh. for sure. And there's like special guests. Like I think Zoe Deschanel is in an episode at one point for Whoa. some reason. The first episode has uh, Lisa Vanderpump for some reason. Okay. Um, so it's, right. it is very cute. It's very fun. I will say, Discovery, you're on my shit list. Yeah. However, this does sound amazing. And I will say, if I'm being honest, I'm still trying to chase the high of that Australian, uh, like, Airbnb contest show that we talked about a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Where um, the where the couples, like, went in and rated it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what that was called, but that was a very good show. I haven't felt such a, like, voyeuristic joy <laughs> since that. And I've been trying to chase that high right. since. I think what we've learned, like, as a society, and I think reality TV programs should, like, get on the train here, is that... The best kinds of shows like that are for weddings, right? Like, that is the blueprint. Exactly. That's the blueprint. Exactly. And I just want that for every genre of show. I want something, a concept at the beginning of, like, this is something that's going to be judged. And I want four judgy bitches <laughs> all judging right. it. And you, the viewer, also judging it. I That's what I want. And I think that's what America needs to be a proper healed country. <laughs> I think we could all just get together and hold hands and be catty and fun. And I think we are losing that. Because four weddings, amazing concept. Yes. And taking that and doing it with someone's home, right? which is yeah. like <laughs> just equally as personal as a wedding. Completely, yeah. Oh my God. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. The Christmas creep is here. It's on. Hell yeah. I mean, I've been, my home is, has been decorated for a minute now. Sure. And then I was like, oh shit. The holiday that I celebrate is next week. It's but, actually here. <laughs> uh, it's actually like here. Um, so that's something. I was so happily surprised by my happy thing this week. I forgot. I had seen teasers about this. and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll probably watch that. And then I forgot that it was this week. And that was, of course... The 30th celebration of Beauty and the Beast. Ah, yes. Now it's been, what, six years? Y'all know this about me. I love Disney. And what I mean by that is I love the content that's made. Walt Disney, fucking hate that. mm, Yeah. mm. And I'm not a Disney adult. I will never be. Yeah. Uh, It's not me. However... I was a latchkey kid, so I grew up smelling VHS tapes because they smell like good plastic. Right. It's part of your culture. Beauty and the Beast was definitely one of them. Yeah. Oh, those clatches. The way they had the VHS, like the snap covers. Fuck. God, that was an era. That was like my stimming as a kid and I didn't (laughs) know what it was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Proto stimming. Yeah. (laughs) God. Because I love Beauty and the Beast so much, that means that I... Was heartbroken by the live action movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Goddamn, that shit was rough. And I knew this was a celebration, right? So it was like, it was an homage. Yeah. And when I saw the cast, I was like, fucking yes, let's go. Everyone. Major. Everyone that I love, right? Mm. Like, her, amazing. Thank you. Right. Thank you for this gift. Right. 
The love of my life, Josh Groban. Yeah. Martin Short. Hello. Martin Short. Hello. Hello. Shania Twain. The amazing hero to come out of this that I've seen a lot of people talking about was Joshua Henry. Dude. Who played Gaston. So good. And <laughs> I've never felt like, you know what? Maybe Gaston was right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he fully like broke the ethos of the film because he's a incredibly hot <laughs> b and he's so good incredibly good at singing and his voice is like much deeper i think traditionally than gaston usually is like he has a yes. very operatic voice and like he's i was like damn maybe gaston is actually kind of fire <laughs> for sure which is not the point gaston got hands, gaston got hands. <laughs> um oh, oh man the whole cast that they had, like even um, David Allen Greer's Cogsworth, oh yeah, choice those pants. I think about that. Oh my god, <laughs> constantly. And having like Rita Moreno as the narrator, yeah. Thank you. The chorus that they had, like the choreography, holy fuck. The rose, the rose. Are you kidding me? Right off the bat, was so much stronger. Than the live action movie. And this wasn't even like a musical. Right. It wasn't a full movie. It was more of a like homage to the development of the movie, which I personally thought was cool as fuck. Yeah, for sure. I was so amazed because after the live action movie, I felt like they put no time or effort into it. And this was the exact opposite. Yeah. So, um, I cried when I saw her come out with the guitar. God, her just shredding at the end. So fucking powerful. So good. So if you have not seen it, it's on Weirdly Hulu and Disney Plus. And it was just a joy from end to end. We have a couple of updates here. Yes. First of which, we haven't talked about you, season four, in a minute. Yeah. Since the trailer, I think. Oh, yes. Right. We finally have dates now. Yeah. Of when it will premiere. And Netflix is being a little... It's being a mess. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're, they've split this into two parts. The first part is coming out on February 9th. The second part is coming out on March 9th. A little bit of a little bit of a distance there. What this does mean is that if y'all want us to do bonuses, it would be less episodes for us to have to like speed run. Through. True, that is true. That would be that would be fun. Um, I will say too, they give uh, an exclusive image. Um, yeah. Enter- e- e- Entertainment Weekly, um, and I maybe I just forgot, but also Lucas Gage is in this, um, who's in the first season of The White Lotus, which will become relevant. And our next happy th- or our next current events, um, but I completely yes. forgot about that, and I'm very excited to see these these two boys do their thing. Um, I was told about this piece of news from you. Could yes. you tell me about this? Okay, so we are back at the White Lotus, but also at Vampire Academy. <laughs> I'm at the combination. I'm at the combination White Lotus Vampire Academy. Essentially, is where I'm at. Right. Um. There are rumors brewing, not confirmed as of this moment, but there are rumors that our- The Lindsay Lohan album. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, our king, Leo Woodall, who was on White Lotus and also 
of Vampire Academy, as Adrian, um, is dating Megan Fahey from, famously, White Lotus and The Bold Type. Um, they are, there's a lot of Instagram pictures, comments, little flirty things going on. Um, very exciting, if this is true. Um, I do also want to point out, while also finding this, I realized that Megan Fahey's long-term partner, if they are still together, who knows, um, is Billy Magnuson, who was the fucking uh, Elon Musk guy in Made for Love, which rip, Made for Love. That, there are so many connections. There's so many strings. <laughs> There's so many. Um, and I get it. Megan Fahey is a smoke show. We, she's pulling up, you know. She's got all these I, drama boys in her pocket. I get it. I love it. If this is true, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it because, does work, you know. Oh, it 100%. It makes sense. <laughs> all I'm going to say is that something definitely happened on that set because yeah. wasn't one of the Heim sisters also on that set? Yeah, I think one of As them was a like quote, a music, music yeah, producer. Right. So something, those parties must have been uh, wild. Even though there was no music, there was, it was all like Italian music. Sure. <laughs> so. So what's going on? Guys? I love this. Yeah. I am, I am a I truther love, of this until it is proven otherwise. <laughs> I want Megan to get all of, especially after watching that finale, which holy fuck. Um, I want her to really explode in Hollywood. I've been saying. I want the same for Leo. Yep. And I'm very excited for the both of them. Yeah. Hard agree. <sighs> this is not a White Lotus podcast, but what if it was? But what know? if? <laughs> Just to a hard pivot. <laughs> I mean, I it honestly kind of is tangentially because isn't the White Lotus dude, wasn't he on Survivor? So like. Right. It all comes back. <laughs> Right. Like, it's kind of, you know, he's a friend of the show. Yeah. There's reasonable connections, for sure. God bless. Um, When we were here last, we finished the finale of Vampire Academy, the television show. Gosh. And cried and yelled. Yeah. Screamed about it. We're shaking, crying, and throwing up. (laughs) Right, started a position for season two. Yeah. And now we're we're going back to the books. We're back, baby. We're back. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> um, we are finally back in the safe and comfortable territory that is Ferrero Rocher. Yes. <laughs> I feel held. <laughs> I feel held now that we are back in Montana. Yeah, in fucking two thousand seven. We know the authorial intent is here. We <laughs> we are we feel right. safe. <laughs> um, it is. We know, we know what we know. Up is up. We know down is down. We know Liz is blonde. We know yes. that there aren't <laughs> wild technology. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we uh. know who the queen is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we know that things are supposed to be going in like a certain order, right? Oh. Theoretically, right. I was gonna say that like 
we know certain characters exist, but in chapters one and two, a certain character named Meredith does show up. Yeah, we do get a so. Meredith, so hey Um Although she does have a boyfriend, which boo. <laughs> Homophobic. Yeah. Yeah, seems uh, fake to me. But. Yeah, yeah. She just goes, he goes to another school, so we haven't met him. So he's for sure real. Yeah, he's like a quote boyfriend. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, Meredith has a boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Okay. Can I say, I uh, love yes. being back in Rose's POV. I missed it. Can I just... I missed it so bad because there's just... Hello, we're here in Spirit Bound. We're on chapters one and two. Um, But it's been so... It's been nice watching the show, but I really missed so much of what Rose was and how much, like... Yes. I liked her, like, reading this as, like, a kid and, like, you know, being like, fuck yeah, she's so cool. And, like, that isn't, like... The the mental stuff of like the actual turmoil and stuff is not really as there because we're not just in her perspective. Um, and back here, right. it's like we just like launch back into it. And can I also say, Miss Ferrero knows how to write an opening line. Holy shit! Oh, damn. <laughs> when I read, there's a big difference between death threats and love letters. Even if the person writing the death threat still claims to actually love you, you know I fucking freaked the fuck out of that like 14 years ago. <laughs> it's like that was Tumblr, that was everything. That is like fan fiction. Right, exactly. That is what the girls want. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make that my Instagram note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I will do it. Let's in solidarity. Um But that's what we're setting off. If you've forgotten what has happened pre- this current book because we've taken a little bit of a brief Um, it is so i think the other thing that i love so much about being in rose's point of view is something that we had mentioned with the show is that a lot of the components and plot lines from rose and lissa had gone to christian Mm -hmm. and right off the bat we get we get our Bond babes back. Like yeah. they're, I miss they're them in step. <laughs> together. I miss them like actually talking <laughs> to each other. And I didn't realize how much I missed that. Yeah. God damn. <sighs> okay. So. This oof. letter hurt me really bad though. It was, Dimitri's still pulling his fuck shits. Because as we know, he's now a Strigoi, did not get killed by Rose. Um, and the last book ended with a letter from him when she had like just gotten back right like to with Montana. the stake i think too if i when he was remember. like i'm watching you whoa, whoa, right whoa. you thought you got me try next time right don't hesitate whatever his shit i look pretty good for a dead bitch right like, <laughs> yeah and it seems like from the context of this that now she is getting these regularly she's getting like a letter from him once a week which that's gotta fucking suck yeah like imagine just like going to school at your like living at school and like checking your mail and being like ah, it's friday I got, I got another sexy but threatening letter <laughs> from who, who was the love of my life but now is an undead evil man um <laughs> so much worse than seeing mason <laughs> yeah like your dead clingy boyfriend right around yeah it's like a totally different absolutely um yeah so this letter is fucked up because he's just like hey, we could have had a life together, but you kind of fucked that up. And now, you know, you're kind of too good. I was going to kill you then, but now I can't even turn you now because now you're too powerful and too strong. And I can't let that happen. 
Um, and then there's also, you pissed off a lot of Strigoi, so they're going to get you too. So I have to be the one uh, who kills you. So see ya later. Um, once you graduate, it's open season, baby. Um, the first time that I read this, it hurt. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it again, it reads like an email from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I'm desperate. I need $4,000 from you. <laughs> if she's getting these every fucking week, can you imagine? Yeah, it's like, bro, take the Can you imagine hint. getting an email from Nancy Pelosi and it says, if you must die, it'll be by my hand, no one else's? <laughs> oh, my God. If the Democrats don't take Congress this year, <laughs> you'll die by my hands. <laughs> it's just like... There's parts of this, too, where he's like, and we will be meeting again. Right. It's like, very once you graduate, direct. you're going to be out of the academy. And when you're outside the wards, I'm going to yeah. find you. Like, what the fuck? I do love how immediately after she finishes reading that, she's like, yeah, I guess he, like, had warm wishes in there. But I didn't really find that letter super inspiring. So I just kind of, like, <laughs> toss it on my bed. And I'm like, this is the rose I love. I love her so much. Because you can tell her mailbox is full at this point. She's like, I mean, I'll read it, but like, I don't, it's the same shit every time. It's like, I'm coming after you. And it's like, okay, got it. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> Furia. Yeah, you know her desk is like just piled high <laughs> with these letters. Yeah. I love her. Right. The, I, and I miss her. And I feel like some of the television show captured mm -hmm. this rose, but not, not enough. Yeah. Of like, oh, this is really scary. That's a legitimate death threat. Right. And she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I guess I should go graduate now. <laughs> right. I guess I gotta do that. Um, we get this nice little Rose Lissa moment, um, which I love. And it's a lot of it's like kind of the, the backstory and stuff. But at this point, we are leading up to the trial. The final like test to be a guardian officially and like graduate um and yes. it's kind of getting like a little pep talk from lissa and you can tell like from rose's pov she's like she's very confident but she is like nervous in the fact that like what if i do fuck up like what if i make one wrong move what if i hesitate whatever um and like what if i even if i do that i can't be lissa's guardian or whatever like all of these like questions that are still kind of looming from the last book of like I don't even know if that's a guarantee still at this point. Um, so that right. fucking sucks. Even if I do, like, go all out, you know. There's a part where she doesn't say this out loud mm -hmm. to Lissa, but she's saying it into her to herself where she's like, what if I wasn't as good as I thought I was? <sighs> and that sucks because we find out... Um, I mean, it's been enough time now. Mm -hmm. And we know at this point that she has killed... Like, countless Strigoi. Right. Something that no one else in her graduating class has done. Right. And we can infer that this is this is not normal, right? This is not the usual place that uh, a novice goes into these trials with. Yeah. So she is very prepared. Right. She's on a different level than everyone else here, <sighs> for sure. Which is what the trial ends up being, which is wild. Yes. The way they set uh, this up is is bananas. It's like they have it's like a stadium. They got like people. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> they got people. It in the was bleachers. a lot like the fourth 
Harry Potter books. Yes, that's what I was envisioning too. It's like huge bleachers, like crowds of people, this like big, um, like obstacle course kind of vibe of you know different things and then obviously another fucking maze there's a maze of course yeah um there's this big bridge uh, like crockety like or crickety wooden bridge um and then there's guardians like playing the role of a maroi and a stragoy or like a lot of them playing stragoy and then like one like sad maroi um and it's wild And it's interesting, too, because they say trial. And right after, like, coming off of the television show, Mm -hmm. I was imagining that there would be magic used in this. Right. But it is just a, I mean, it's not solely a physical test because Mm -hmm. Rose is having to, uh, like, convince her Maroi. Like, it's a, um, like, a personal... She's having to use, like, people skills, I guess, yeah, is what I'm trying right. to like say. Yeah, like, a lot of social skills, but yeah. Mm-hmm. from the way that we saw the word trial used in the show, I was expecting that some of these would have to be her, like, battling elements. Right. And it's not necessarily that. No, it's definitely more of a physical and mental fitness kind of task. Because I think we're yeah. still in the point where magic is still kind Presidential of, like, fitness taboo test, yeah. of using in combat. So it's kind of, like, more, how can you tough it out, you know? Um, right. She does get exactly. a little uh, check-in. Well, she does think about, obviously, Dimitri again and being like, fuck, remember Victor? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if I oh my God. get a message to him again and see if we bust him out? Because that's the only one who knows someone who has, like, turned Estragoy back to not Estragoy. Um so those are the- she doesn't have really anything else to do but think. Because she comes in, she's right. the last person to come in. Yeah, and they really rag her for, for- it. <laughs> They're like, we thought you weren't going to yeah. show up. <laughs> um, and Lissa, before she leaves, um, before Rose goes in, Lissa gives her a ring. Oh, yeah, a little charm. That she had, like, tried to infuse with a charm. Yeah. And Lissa... Um, Rose doesn't really feel anything coming off of it, which at this point, we don't know if it's, like, working or not. Right. But that's something to know. Yeah. And she's I like, this is not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> she had said before that sometimes when Lissa had charm stuff, um, Rose had gotten, like, a negative impact from it. Mm. But that didn't happen, yeah. thankfully. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Stan. One of the instructors. Mm -hmm. And that made me wonder if that dude who we saw as, like, one of the lead, like, Alberta replacements in some of the last episodes of the show was supposed to be Stan. Ooh, yeah. That does make sense. Because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Who does he think he is? (laughs) And I was like, oh, it could have been, could have been the Stan dude. Um, But she was, so, like... Rose comes in and she's the last one there and everyone else has like an instructor or a mentor there like hyping them up very much like the dragon challenge in Harry Potter. For sure. And literally Rose is just sitting there like by herself and so she's just like, hmm, what should I think about? Yeah, like all of her friends are gone. All Eddie as busy, Meredith busy, like no one is there and obviously she doesn't have to meet her to hype her up. So she's like, fuck, gets in her own head of being like, he should have been here. Like, this is fucked up. Like, should have been giving me guidance and, like, we should have had, like, a cute rapport or whatever before right. I kick some ass. And it's very sad. Hurt? Because she's like, 
closing her eyes and imagining what would happen Mm -hmm. if he had been there. And I, this is what I missed. And I wish that Ferrero had been on the show more, like more involved because this kind of dialogue that Rose is imagining in her head is what I felt like was missing a lot from the show between Rose and Dimitri. Yeah. When fake Dimitri, fantasy Dimitri is like, Rose, sometimes it feels like every day with you is my own personal trial. <laughs> I I had to leave the room. I had to throw my candle out and burn it. Because that's fucked up. And the fact that, like, she imagines him in her head, like, smiling anyways, Uh even though he's like, God damn it, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) And it's wild because the last time that she has imagined him in her head was when Avery did that whole, like, trap in her mind. Yeah. When she had to figure out, like, oh, this isn't real. I would never have been this happy with Dimitri. Right. And it's like, Frero, <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. Don't think I forgot. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, though. Um, but I did, I was not expecting and also loved that Janine showed up. Yeah. Mid-fantasy. She's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> She's like, their... what the fuck are you doing? Are you, like, meditating? Right, like, are you even paying attention, Rose? Um, <laughs> which is so them. <laughs> um, not only is Janine there, um, but Ape is here watching in the stance, um, which is interesting, because now we know Ape is her father. Um, and it's just kind and of it's like... it's, like, late summer. Yeah. That is important to know. Right. Because Homeboy is in, like, multiple layers. <laughs> Sitting in the stands yeah. and talking to Adrian. Yeah. And Rose is like, I know you want me to get my head in the game, but I can't because what is Abe saying to Adrian? Right. Right what now? could they possibly be talking to about each other? <laughs> right. What could they have in common? Right. Other than giving me immense grief. <laughs> right. Completely. Um, and I. Yeah. This. This recap, I will say I'm proud of, I'm proud of Ferrero. It's been like 20-ish pages or something. We've gotten less, um, like, hi, my name's Rose. Right. Here's what you missed <laughs> like, on Vampire Academy. <laughs> right, exactly. We get a little bit, but it makes sense now because it's been a couple months. Right. Since the last book. So it's contextual and not like, this is my friend, Lissa. Right, yeah, it's not like superfluous, yeah. Um, it's like, girl, this is a fifth book, we know. Right. Um, but to find out that she is like actively dating Adrian right. we is do, wild. We do get confirmation that he's sort of her boyfriend, <laughs> which I love that that's how Rose does labels. I very much appreciate that. Um, but yeah, apparently he like, you know, quit smoking, quit drinking. It's just like trying to be a very giving and present lover to Rose um, <laughs> is very interesting. Um, I don't know if it's in this chapter where it's like the note thing. I think that's later. Um, but that was very funny. Um, but yes, they are, at the, as of this moment, in a bit of a relationship. And again, I will say... I feel more warmed up mm-hmm. to Adrian because of the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
So thank you, Leo, for that. Right. Something that hurt, but I was very proud of Rose for is she's like, the what happened with Dimitri doesn't mean that my romantic life is over. Yeah. And moving on is hard, but like Adrian makes me happy for now. Yeah. So that's good. Right. And the fact that she's not like rushing into anything. But also, you could have just... Rose needs some me time, you know? That was a very very traumatic situation you were just in, especially in like a literal like prison scenario, a little Stockholm Syndrome scenario. Uh, That's a lot to do. And obviously, Adrian's been very good and on his best behavior, but it also doesn't mean you have to do anything, even if it's just for fun or just like low stakes. Right. And also, book Adrian, I haven't forgotten that you were lusting after Rose. Right. For a long time. And then as soon as she was 18, you started dating her. Mr. College student. Yeah. True. I got my fucking eyes on you. <laughs> I did love that so, she, like, wrote, like, a literal, like, college application to be uh, his boyfriend. <laughs> to be Rose's boyfriend. <laughs> I being like, I'll give you all these surprises. But none of these, though, because then they won't be surprises anymore. But they will be surprises. Yeah. It's <laughs> very cute. <laughs> he is a charmer. I gotta so, say. Whoa. I agree. So true. <laughs> I think it is unlike I, I still don't like Book Mason. Yeah. Fuck Book Mason. I mean rip. Uh, right. Fuck Book Mason. <laughs> I will speak ill of this dead for sure. <laughs> um but I think that it's like on a scale of like Mason to Adrian, my answer is like we don't need to be binary, you know? Right. And like what if she was just single? Right. Why can't she just be single? Let her have a hot girl summer, you know? Exactly. Is that a crime? Is that too much to ask for? Like, let her just focus on graduating and this test. And it seems like right now, Adrian is distracting her from this very important test. Right. (sighs) But, I mean, chapter two, she's like, um, I don't really remember it, but I think I nailed it. (laughs) I think I kind (laughs) of (laughs) slept. So she gets called and they're like, oh, also we find out that Abe was one of the ones, people that were like rigging bets for whether or not Rose is going to show up, which I thought was very funny. This fucking dude, I swear. (laughs) This guy. Great father figure. We love to see it. He's like, well, if I have to be here, I might as well like make money. Make some money, (laughs) you know? Might as well just have a little side hustle going on. God damn it. Um, So yeah, interestingly, she, the trials were kind of like a blur in her mind. She doesn't really remember most of what she we did we love disassociation right we're she was all in the game she was in her grind set mindset and it all just like god blurred into her mind and that's okay um but crucially she has one specific test that she remembers very clearly right and that is on the bridge yes and on this, it's, like, a really shitty, like, it's on ropes. There's, like, planks. Like bridge to Terabithia. Totally. Bridge. Yes. Exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> it's very bridge to Terabithia. There's some, like, missing or unstable planks. It's a really, it doesn't ha- have a lot of support or weight to it. And she has uh, someone who is pretending to be a Maroi um, and a bunch of other people pretending to be Stragoi coming up from around the sides. And she has to time it in a way that, you know, he gets across and she can right. fend off for the, everyone else. And like you said, it's like also an emotional game of trying to convince a very freaked out, uh, scared Maroi to 
do what she says to for their safety. And you know, for Rose, mm-hmm. the like people skills part of the test is the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she really just wanted because... to say like, fucking go dude. But, <laughs> but <she> yeah. <laughs> Cause I think like, I think the guy who's playing the Maroi, his name is Daniel. And you know, Rose wants to be like, fucking Daniel, let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs> but that's not how you would, how she would like actually do it on the job or like how she would say it to Lissa. So she has to be like, gentle parenting this fucker yeah just be like you're doing great sweetie (laughs) you're so good (laughs) keep going you got this um and does have like a bit more like persuasiveness of that um and realizes like the bridge kind of shifts a lot here um yeah and as she's trying to like get him to keep going she's like wait a damn minute i have an idea like drop down like on your all fours and just like I'm going to scream, but, like, don't move. If I'm telling you to keep going, right. don't do anything. Um, Daniel, just, we're playing pretend. Right, Daniel, this is a game. Just <laughs> hush voice right now. Um, and she, like, tells him to, like, grab, like, where the ropes are at the base of it. Um, and just, like, hold on for it. And then she goes, all right, don't fucking move. And grabs a fucking knife. <laughs> and starts hanging (laughs) at the rope of the bridge causing it to like fully you know collapse and and lose shape of it while they're still like holding on to it in that way because there's there are guardians who are playing strigoi on both sides of the bridge so it was very much a like what the fuck are we supposed to do at this point right like we're fucked and the the arena where this bridge is there's a drop of six feet Mm mm-hmm which again, not going to kill them. I mean, if it was Bridge to Terabithia, yeah. But right, um, <laughs> yeah. God, you know, Freya Roche like fucking loved that book. She God, was like, yes, pain, <laughs> suffering. Um, but she was told in this trial to simulate as if that drop was fifty feet, right? Which would definitely kill them. Uh-huh. So when this happens and it works, because um, she was able to like drop it. The people, like the pretend people, are able to like fall, and then she's able to to get out of there. Right. The wild thing, when I was reading this, is I was like, "There's absolutely no way that this is how everyone else's trial went." Right. Because they would have to like stop and fix the bridge every time, and that would take forever. Right. That's a whole ordeal, you know. Right. That would take. So it had to have been something that was harder for Rose, which would make sense Mm -hmm. because like she's had other experiences with Strigoi in a non-simulation environment. Right. But it's like, what the fuck did they expect her to do other than (laughs) what she did? Right. Um, And we notice as the bridge falls, it like goes against like the other building, like the scaffolding or whatever of the other trials and stuff. And she uses it as like a fucking ladder. It becomes fully vertical. (laughs) And it's the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. And she's so smart. And Daniel's still just like holding on tight, whimpering, crying like a baby. Um, And Rose just like climbs over At this point, probably for real. Yeah. (laughs) At this point, it's probably actually scared. Um, And Rose just like climbs over him, like gets to the top of where this Strigoi is and just like gets him with they have like the stakes are blunt um so it's not actually gonna do it but you have to do as much force as you traditionally would to like prove that you did it essentially 
um, which... And that was just one of the trials. Right. Like, in the arena. She had to, like, keep going after that. Right. And just, like, went out an all-out haze. (laughs) So much that, like, near the end of this, she's, like... When it finally ended, I I almost, like, didn't realize. Yeah. I was just, like, standing there in the middle of the field, and there were no more attackers coming at me. Right. And I was like, what? Like, let's go. Like, I'm in it. <laughs> right. Because it's such a different, obviously, experience, because she's very much used to real-world experiences. And the fact that right. there's, like, a start and stop is very jarring, especially, like... When she's in the moment, she's like, I didn't even think of my instructors as people that I knew. Like, I just, I went full back. Like, I hold, held no punches. Like, I treated them like they were Estragoy. Um, and yeah, just, like, fully went into that fugue state. And then to have it just, like, stop. And then, like, this cr- massive crowd of people, like, <clears throat> cheering and going, Rose, oh my god! Like, going absolutely bananas. Um, it's, like, such a, pulls you out of this, like, very specific state, you know, and being like, what the Ugh. fuck just happened? Like, where am I? You know, it feels very disillusionment stuff going on here. And I know that there's really no other way to prepare the other novices for this, but yeah. that's not how it actually happens. Right. So it's going to be a very jarring experience when it actually happens for Completely. them. Yeah. That there isn't like, it, it doesn't just stop like that right. <laughs> it's not there aren't clean ends yeah but thankfully alberta does come and is like hey uh you should get some water down. yeah <laughs> you need to relax <laughs> oh um i do love to she like sits down did you feel about janine god it's beautiful because she rose sits down she has some water uh, or she's she's sitting down and her Janine offers her a bottle of water and she's like oh shit, um, and Rose is a bit silent for a minute and then goes, that was it. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Rose, <laughs> I love, and Janine gives her because this is the only way that Janine knows how to talk to her daughter. Really, if we're being honest, yeah. of being like you were very good at fighting, you did incredibly well. Um, you know, I'm very proud of you, and you know. Now you actually can be a guardian. This is it. It's like, it's like when parents only talk to their kids about sports because that's all they know how to say. Yup. Yeah. But um, Janine was very proud. Yes. This, the end of this chapter when they talk about the, her getting her guardian mark and we Mm. find out that Rose stopped getting individual um, Mulja marks. Right. They and they just, just gave her a star. They gave her a star because like, we couldn't keep track anymore. So this is just, it just shows everyone Holy that you have shit. killed a lot of people, a lot of Strigoi. So congratulations. Um, but I she, loved seeing Eddie. Yes, we got Eddie. And Rose's like, I wonder how Eddie did. I'm sure he did great. Like, he's he's really cool. He <laughs> was very nice. Um, well, and, and especially because she's like, apparently he got a really high score. Yeah. And she asks to, um, I guess it was like, she said this under her breath, but Meredith was like next to her. And again, this is the first time we've yeah. really seen Meredith. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rose is like, I wonder how he got his Mori over the bridge. And Meredith is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. It's like, what do you, um, what? Because she says, I just crossed the bridge, but I took my Mori through the maze. 
And at this point, Rose is like, oh, silly Meredith. She must right. be so tired. Like, yeah, like I definitely forgot some stuff. Meredith totally forgot what test she even took. What a what a weirdo. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, silly Meredith. She's yeah. so weird. Right. And so she gets this tattoo, which is like kind of this like very long, skinny s i kept thinking of the the superman s which is i know is that's not. exactly <laughs> what i thought about because <laughs> the way they talk about it because like usually that what they were worried about is that like because she already has she's already tatted up back there like they wouldn't actually have room to put it in the spot in the middle where like is kind of the signifier of it um but they figured it out they squeezed in between but they also like have it so it's connecting and like wrapping around to the other two on each side or the other one on each side um yeah. so my okay but imagine going. this though yeah the back of rose's neck looks like someone's doodles on a notebook she has the yeah. superman ass <laughs> right she has a star yeah and then these like tally marks yeah. that would be intimidating as fuck yeah and I, I wouldn't want to go up against that for sure <laughs> no that is someone who is unhinged so i would be like no she'd absolutely kill me no thank you right uh <sighs> But they've, she's, she just had, mind you, this is Rose's day, right? Wake up, get a death threat from your ex-boyfriend. Right. <laughs> who's now, like, a real vampire. Yeah. Go through this, like, hour-long, extensive, mentally, physically draining trial. She's now standing for, like, two-plus hours while right. all of her classmates get their tattoos. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's, like... This is great. This I'm is chill. I'm fun. really cool being alone with my thoughts. Don't even worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And now she's going to a party that her dad's throwing for her in a banquet room. They made like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. At the Academy. <laughs> what would... No, it's like 2007. It'd be like a um, laser tag or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, or like bowling. Mm, probably bowling. That'd be like, that was really popular then. Yeah. So she gets very pretty. Yeah. She's in a very pretty dress. She puts on this <clears> nice <throat> green number. <laughs> yep. Puts on her little her little necklace, her spiritual necklace. Very cute. Oh, yeah, her evil eye. Yes. Looks in the mirror, sees that she is fully traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear <laughs> on her face and her body. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we just get this, like, really interesting kissing moment with Adrian. Mm-hmm. Where there are other Maroi watching, which is interesting, I right. guess. Because she's like, you know, relations like this aren't super uncommon, but when your supposed boyfriend is also the niece of the queen, it's a little, and the queen sure. hates you, it's a little bit, oh, you know. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, and apparently he's like, oh, yeah, like, this big kiss, that was your reward um, for just, like, killing it in the trials. <laughs> and then if we have this dialogue where she's like, well, some people get diamonds as, a, as like, a reward or as a gift. And he's like, I'll get you diamonds. I'll get you all the diamonds. I don't give a fuck. And then Rose has this moment where she's like, no, the, the kiss is fine because she realizes, like, yeah, I was also like bribed with gifts and jewelry when in a literal like imprisonment scenario, and that uh, is 
you know, unreversible trauma at this current moment. Um, right. So maybe. And it's like, Carly, maybe you shouldn't be with someone right now. Right. How about we take a hint, okay? How about we just have some good old-fashioned girl time, okay? We don't right. have to do this. And I get it. I understand the purpose of rebounds. Yes. I, yes. I understand. They serve a purpose. Yes, they are very, they, they right. matter. I understand that you are, you are comfortable with Adrian. I don't get that, but I understand. And that you are trying to ensure that you are like building back trust with another person. Yeah. But like, what if you just gave yourself some time instead? Okay. I think that would be good for so you. So that when you looked in the mirror, you didn't have a haunted look in your yeah. fucking eyes. That's right. Yeah, it might be helpful. Yeah, what about that? Um, we get a little dialogue of Adrian talking about Abe, which I thought was funny, of him being like, he's <laughs> he's kind of wild, but he is pretty cool. Like, if any other guy would wear scarves like he does, they'd be <laughs> laughed out of the room, but he pulls it off. Which I thought was, was very I funny. loved that Adrian had the audacity to say that Abe is unstable. Right. Like, come on. And he is. Right. He absolutely is. But right. for Adrian to say that. Right. Takes one to know one, buddy. Come on. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Just like, look in the mirror, dude. <sighs> this <sighs> party. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going so on. So much is going down. There's. Okay. So there, okay, there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, and Rose is very overwhelmed by how many people care about her. Relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they all want to talk to her and she's like, I, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) But we finally, it's in like 40 pages and we get the love of my life, Christian Ozera. Christian, he's back, baby. Who... Comes in and is like, well, you finally got a license to kill. Congrats. Uh, I missed this Christian. I love him. I missed snarky, annoying <sighs> Christian with a heart of gold. I missed him so bad. I miss I miss this man who just very adamantly says that he does not give a fuck. But right. cares so much about yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So Where's good. the Christian that lit Jesse Zeklos on fire? Where yeah. is he? Justice for this Christian. <laughs> um, also, Jill's here. Yeah. Hey, Jill's- does anyone remember Jill? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> She's around. Um, Will says Jill. Um, Will says Jill. Will says is here. Um, right. From this, we do get confirmation that Christian and Lissa are still not together. Um, which is hard. Okay, this is such a mess. It's a mess. It's messy, messy, messy. Because they are both obviously have feelings, but yes. they will not communicate they're with each so other. They're so stubborn. And what they're doing it's is intentionally riling them up so the other person will say something. But neither of them are doing that. They're just like, because they're assuming that like, well, she seems like she's happy. So, or like at least having fun. Because like Liz is like, you know, immediately sees Christian next to Jill and Rose and goes, let me talk to this random guy I don't even know and charm the pants with him with my fucking spirit and make it seem like we're having the best time in the world. And so it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of them being mad at each other just for pissing each other Nasty. off. Not because they are not feeling things for each other. Nasty. 
And Rose nasty, knows nasty. this. And Rose is like, can you fucking talk to her like a, a real person? Please, God. I'm sick of this. Like, he's this like, is no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no heart emoji. <laughs> I will if she does it first. How dare you? <laughs> Why should I do it? She's already chatting up boys. Get out of here. Oh my gosh. Speaking of chatting up. So Rose takes like one second to breathe, looks around, and her father is talking to Tasha Ozera. Dude. This pol- man will talk to any woman who breathes The pull this woman has at this party is astronomical because there are like three different instances <laughs> in which she is chatting up other women at this party. That is for his daughter, <laughs> essentially. If you give a man a scarf and a room full of women, Fuck. he will yeah. lose it, I yeah. guess. It, you become, um, it's chaos. So... Maybe. I know in the show, Tasha was dead, but she's still very much alive. Yes. In this. Um, and the... Is not immune to Abe, unfortunately. Yeah. I did think it was funny, though, that when Tasha ends up coming up to Rose, she's like, hey, will you fucking fix this thing between right. <laughs> like and Lisa? And she's this, like, what do you right? want me to do? <laughs> I was like, I'm trying my best. She's like, try harder, okay? I'm sick of this. Because otherwise, they're going to go to college and never see each other again. So fucking think about it. Rose is trying to keep the whole world on her shoulders. And Tasha's like, do better. Right. (laughs) If you just, if you had a business that you cared about, you know? (laughs) It's so bad. Yeah. And then like, as soon as Tasha is talking with rose we find out that janine is talking to abe and they're like flirting right it's like guys (laughs) stop (laughs) they're insufferable these two and naturally rose is like listen i know that you two like created me but break it up this is okay (laughs) this is nasty she like pulls a whistle out of nowhere and she's like stop (laughs) yeah red card get out uh she pulls Abe aside and is like, you are flirting with every woman in this room. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. This is supposed to be about me. And I don't understand <laughs> what you're doing here. Why you're threatening my boyfriend. Like, right. what is your what is your damage? Oh, gosh. And she gets very close to, like, offending him. And then she's like, wait. I do actually need you for something. Right. And she ends up remembering what she was thinking about before she went into the trial, which is, like, apparently Lissa had promised Rose at some point to get to help with Dimitri Mm. and try and change him in back into a human. And if that doesn't work, then they obviously have to kill him obviously there's no other choice um but the only way to do that like the only person that they know that's done that before is victor who's locked up in prison yeah and so rose is like okay actually before you flirt with uh, more women in this room right um could you tell me more about that prison where victor is locked up yeah (sighs) and he's kind of like picking up on what she's doing but being good like vague about it being like yeah "Yeah, there's a lot of them you know they exist Uh, (laughs) there's one you know in alaska and then sometimes it'll move 
to was it Argentina or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, like wherever there's the least amount of sun. Or no, wherever the most there's amount the most sun. amount right. of sun. Which which Rose picks up on. He's like clever girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um and she's like, "Okay, cool. So like where in Alaska though?" And he's like, "Stop. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you trying to do?" <laughs> Um, but he says that, like, that's information that the Guardians keep close, and it's in their headquarters. And she's like, mm-hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then he Abe gets distracted by another woman. To, like, <laughs> flirting with women. And yeah. she's like, okay, maybe this party was worth it, now right. that I have some information. So, apparently, she has to go tell Lissa, like, Okay, we know the name of this prison. It's Tarasov. Uh, we know where to go to find out more information about it, which is the headquarters, which is in the royal court. Um, now they have more of a very real chance of getting Victor out of prison. Yeah. Uh, it's which time I for forgot prison in the break. books that, like, <laughs> Tatiana is queen. Right. And Victor is in prison. Because in yes. the show, that's, like, we start off way before that. Right. So, prison break? Question mark? Who knows? Yeah. Um, sneaky, we also do sneaky times at yeah. Royal High? Question mark? Right. We also get confirmation in that conversation with Abe that um, the uh, bridge thing was specifically to Rose, which, like, Rose yes. gets upset about not because, you know, she can't do it, but because the way that he talked about it, it was like, oh, they didn't know how this trial was supposed to be solved. Like, there was no... Yeah, they created a puzzle and they didn't know how it ended. Right, exactly. So, like, like they created a thing that, like, could have... I mean, she wouldn't have died, but, like, it could have, you know, been something and, like, could have set her up to fail, right? Um, and right. she's like, what the fuck is up with these people? How dare they? What's going on? Yeah, I thought that was wild because, like, it made sense um, that they made it harder. Like, right. and I guess, sure... But you should know how it should be solved. At the bare minimum, yeah. If you're creating a puzzle game, come on now. God. That, yeah, I thought that was weird. Um, So chapters three and four. Yes. Are next. Um, And it seems like we will be, I mean, we're in late summer now. So I think that they'll be, it's Liz's turn probably to graduate. Um, And then... I think, I think we say goodbye to St. Vlad's. I think we're, yeah. I think we're on to new territory, which is wild. Yeah. Now we're on to some Ocean's 8 shit, which yeah. I like. Gosh. Um, we have some fantastic patrons to thank. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Katya Karp. Ow. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ow. Thank you to Vivian Yuli. Ooh. Thank you 
to Maddie Facinelli. Ow. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ow, ow, ow. Thank you to Danielle Berg. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Ow. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Laura Forty. Ooh. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ow. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow, ow. Thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Ooh. And last, but certainly not least, thank you to Ashlyn Vogel. Thank you. <laughs> Come on down. Yes. That's what I imagine heaven's like. Is the <laughs> it's just that set. Yeah. Um but not with uh but with Bob Barker, not with the guy who shares my birthday. He will not be named. Um yeah. okay, I <laughs> um have a fanfiction for you. It is from the author Dance underscore L underscore dance. Right. It is titled For the Little Hampier. The summary goes, each night he lifted a shot because it reminded him of her. And this is a Rose Hathaway and Adrian Ivishkov fanfiction. Because I was trying to figure out, honestly, like, do people ship this? Like, is this? Because I don't get it. (laughs) Right. To be honest. So I was trying to see. And this one seemed sad. So I was reading it. Yeah. Okay. Looking out the window, at the faint dusting of snow on the grounds that was beginning to melt, Adrian sighed and poured himself a shot of the same apple stuff that he loved so much, the drink that reminded him of the dark-haired Hampir. He took a swig of it, downing it all in one gulp, feeling it burn slightly as it trailed down his throat, and then the sweet aftertaste came. No wonder the drink reminded him of Rose. His green eyes took on a wandering look as he gazed outside at the dark night. It had started to rain, a faint sprinkling, but his eyes could catch it with no problem. He poured himself another shot, lifted it to his lips, and never took his eyes off the window. In his mind, however, he pictured the very object of his affections, standing with him in the room, her dark hair and eyes luminous, and her full mouth twisted into a confident and warm smile. The tilted... Shot glass. He tilted the shot glass back and downed it without any other thought other than her. 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 For you, little Hampir. End scene. Whew. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Knowing that he has given up, like, all of his coping strategies in these last two chapters... For her, um, has been interesting to read. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I get it, but also, like, damn, you know? So, I am curious, but also, uh, you folks, I would love it if you send in fanfiction. Yes. um, Because I am constantly worried about spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I keep seeing stuff and I'm like, I don't. I can't tell if this is real or not. Right. Like, so, I don't I don't know if I should that, like it. 
Right, exactly. Um, we have so many recommendations for you. Tell your friends about the show. Get the book from your local library. And yeah. as we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Into Ooh. the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.